Hey, what's going on? It's your dude, it's me, and welcome to this episode of the SBP, the Sean Boyles Podcast. It's brought to you by the Anchor app. Anchor. Anchor. Where's my thing? Anchor. Anchor's where you want to go if you want to do a podcast. Oh, yeah. Go to anchor.fm, download it to your phone, download it to your PC or your computer, and start doing a podcast lickety-split, son. They're very easy creation tools. Help you edit and finite your babblings that you want to spread to the masses. And then they help out with that by providing it to all the uh, major podcast platforms. Spotify, Google's. Apple Podcasts, all of it. And you can make money from doing your podcast by simply having kind, a very kind audience that is willing to donation because you need, it's a, 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 a zero minimum listenership, which means you don't have to have a certain amount of people to make money. You just have to have generous people to make money. They donate to your podcast. And um, and then if you do get a following and then you start running ads and you start making money off of the ads. So go to anchor.fm, get started today on doing a podcast because it's easy as shit because me, the dummy of all dummies, uh, can do it. We got dates. We got dates. We got dates. Comedy coming up um, night before Thanksgiving, November 24th at the Yatwa Chinese restaurant in San Rafael. I got um, what else do I got? I got uh, I got a bunch of stuff. Uh, that's following Sunday, uh, November twenty eighth. That's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. I will be at the Bridge Storage and Art Space in Richmond, California. This is the uh, comedy show done by the Voice Party. My cat's up there in the rich. Uh, December 14th, I'll be in uh, North Bay at Sally Tomatoes. December 20th, I will be at Vinny's in Concord, California. Vinny's. Good uh, good little uh, showcase spot on a Monday. Uh, December 18th, uh, my band Hazards will be playing the Caravan in San Jose with our friends War Tongue. Uh, Dolores will also be on that show too, so my man Joey is going to be pulling double duty. Um... And then into the new year, January 14th, I'll be at uh, back at the uh, North Bay at Three Disciples in Santa Rosa. And on De- uh, January 20th, I will be at Murphy's Law Irish Pub in Sunnyvale doing comedy, doing the funny ha-has. I also remember, as always, music heard here on the Sean Boyles podcast is not copywritten, owned, or licensed by me, Sean Boyles, and or the Sean Boyles Podcast. Don't sue me, you money-grubbing, dirty snakes. It's the Sean Boyles Podcast. Music. Comedy. Drums, life, 
left when you get up you know what i mean like you're dirt you're dirty you're fucking dirty okay you're just you're just gross you're just gross and i love you i love you for it be a filthy animal like red man said if you're gonna be a monkey be a motherfucking gorilla i love it that's one of my favorite quotes uh what's up dirties it's your dude it's sean boyles we're at episode 114 i think 114 uh, thank you for everybody that checked out the bonus episode that dropped on on Sunday. Uh, me going through um, in detail about how I almost got into a fight. If you haven't checked that episode out, check that out. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna retrace the steps. If you missed the episode, you missed a um, you missed a good sort of uh, telling of a tale where uh, things could have got really wonky and um people could have gotten hurt more than likely me uh speaking of people getting hurt holy shit travis scott who until this shit happened i didn't really know who he was (laughs) um yeah i um i had to uh i had to look up dude's music and 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 sift through it to see what dude has done and what this is and i hadn't heard any of these songs how is this guy this popular i haven't even heard a note of this guy's music i went through well so apple music has like the top songs right of 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 an artist usually and usually those top songs are like the hottest of the of the guy's shit right or of an artist's you know, that's the top songs. Top songs, meaning the top. As in, these are the best ones he's got, and these are the ones that are most popular. These are the ones that people check out the most. These are these are the ones that get downloaded the most. Top songs. I went through at least seven or eight songs. Hadn't heard any of these fucking songs before. Not any of them rang any sort of bell had any sort of hook that was familiar. I don't know where this dude's been hiding or how this music has just slipped under. And then again, it was just fucking your basic fucking trap music, hip hop, fucking kind of garbagey, sounding like a lot of everybody else's shit. But apparently, this isn't the first time that there's been pandemonium. Pandemonium um happening at a, a concert of his uh, uh I had I I did hear some people on some podcasts talking about that they had went they had been to a concert of his and it was pretty um pretty intense as far as the performance and everybody got hyped or whatever. Um if you're into an artist, it's not very hard to get your crowd that is into your shit to uh to get hype. You know what I mean? It's it's not if you're showing up, if you paid money to go see a person, you're half 
way excited already. You're you're anticipating the show. You want to, oh, I hope he plays that one song. You know what I mean? Like, you're into it. You know what I mean? And you're going to have a good time. You're going to the show with the anticipation of having a good time. So if if an artist is revered in that sort of sense, it, it doesn't necessarily take a lot to get people excited and get them to sort of get enthralled in the whole thing. And, um, but, you know, people, there was rushing the gate of this, of this venue. And then there was like getting super excited and rushing the stage, um, pressing up against the barricade. And that's where people were getting hurt and getting trampled and, uh, people died. I think they're up to nine deaths. There was somebody that was in the hospital that died today, um, from complications due to uh, what happened at that show. Now, every this happens what every every few years, this happens where people at a concert, somebody gets hurt, something happened, you know. Um, I think it's a I think it's a perfect storm of things that happened. First of all, you got you know. I'm sure a majority of the now there's going to be a lot of speculation on my part, just seeing how this is how how this has unfolded, and sort of speculating on where people were at in regards to this situation. First and foremost, I'm going to guess a majority of these people hadn't been out of the house in a long time, pandemic cooped up, quarantining, uh, you know, shelter in place, whatever you want to call it. Just staying and not doing too much. You go to a show, you're probably going to be a little extra, as the kids say. You're going to be a little extra, and you're going to be fucking excited, man. And then he, you know, and apparently on the, like, near the stage or in and around the stage, there was a countdown clock. Usually, when you go to a concert, you're kind of looking at your watch, thinking, you know, it's it, it, you know, you're waiting for the show to start, and it's it's you know, it's ten to it's ten to nine, you know, eight fifty, and you're looking at your watch, and you know what? I bet they go on at nine o'clock. Nine o'clock runs around, they're not on. Ah, uh, well, maybe nine fifteen. You know, you usually try to come up with a sort of semi even, but then you then it's you know nine oh seven. You look at your watch, and they're starting to play. You know, so it's like. There's an anticipation if you kind of know it, but most people ain't staring at a clock looking to see, you know, when they think it's going to happen and when the show's going to start. You know, I mean, the ticket says eight o'clock, but that doesn't mean anybody's starting at eight o'clock. Sometimes they do. Oftentimes they do. But that's like usually the, the, the start of the first band. You not necessarily know the headliner what time exactly the headliner is going to start. Um, but they had a countdown clock. These things are important because, like I said, most people aren't staring at a clock waiting in anticipation for them to start. They're just kind of, you know, the lights go out and the show starts. There's the intro thing. People get excited or whatever. They had a countdown clock. So as it's counting down, you're getting more excited. And then when it hits zero, you're like, go! And you start mashing towards the front, okay? And this is what happened. There's a lot of people talking about there wasn't enough security. A lot of people talking about how uh, they were unprepared. A lot of people talking about, oh, man, I must have been super sold out or oversold. Not not the case. 
This was a, a a venue, an outdoor venue, that can hold a two hundred and twenty thousand capacity. Right, two hundred twenty thousand people can be in this space. Okay, there's only fifty five thousand people there. There was only fifty five thousand people at this show. Okay, maybe they didn't. Maybe they undersold it. Maybe it was sold out at a you know quarter capacity. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know what what, what the deal was, but there was only 55,000 people in attendance, which just means that those 55,000 people tried to get to the front of the stage and pushed and pushed. And, you know, I, dude, I've been at shows where I've been in the front and I've been on that barricade and you get pressed up against there. And the people that are, you know, behind you, two, three, four, 10, 20, 50 people behind you are all pushing forward. That's a lot of people pushing forward to try to get to the front to get a better view. You know, maybe you got, maybe you get seen by dude. Oh, he saw me. He waved to me. Whatever it is. I'm chalking this shit up to inexperienced concert goers. I'm not blaming dude. I'm not blaming security. I'm not blaming the venue. I'm blaming Dumb fucks that haven't been to a show before or dumb fucks that have been indoors and just went a little bit too fucking wild and forgot the common decency of your fellow man and, hey, let's not try to... Maybe we shouldn't push towards the stage. They are talking about mosh pits and shit. Like, no, they fucking, no, there was no mosh pits. You don't have mosh pits at shows like that. A mosh pit is... A reflection of violent music. Punk rock, hardcore, metal, and what have you. Or even an aggressive hip-hop band, maybe. Cypress Hill have a, uh, have a mosh pit. Cypress Hill also has a song called Rock Superstar. that has got some fucking heavy rock riff in it. Just, I don't know. If you're moshing at a hip-hop concert, you're kind of stupid. <laughs> So I don't think it was a, it definitely wasn't a mosh pit issue. But definitely was an issue of people trying to get to the front of the stage and crushing those people that are at the front of the stage. And, you know, if you got there early and you got there up in the front and you staked your little claim against that, that barricade right there in the front of the stage, you're going to, you know, there's a potential to, it's, there's potential for it to get fucking gnarly. You know what I mean? And apparently this show got gnarly. Uh, and it was just a push to the crowd. But like I said, I'm chalking it up to inexperienced concert goers. Inexperienced concert goers. People that don't know how to go to a fucking show and be decent and not, you know, if you do, like you wouldn't uh, realize, like you're not, you're not even put, to, oh, if I put, oh, maybe if I push a little, I can get a little closer. And you're not realizing that you're pushing on that guy. That guy's pushing on the person in front of them and so on and so on. Until you're pushing up against some, you know, 13-year-old girl that's pressed up against a fucking metal barricade that's getting the oxygen pushed out of her fucking body and she passes out. You know what I mean? Uh, And then, dude, like from the stage, you know, unless he said, everybody get up here. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of inciting a little bit. You know, I don't know if he did that. You know, everybody kind of as a performer, you're like, you know. Let's see everybody's hands. I want to see everybody go crazy. 
you do all those you, you say all those things you know but you don't really want everybody to fucking you, you want people to have a good time and you want you know if if you're narcissistic enough as a performer you want them to show you their appreciation you don't want everybody standing there with their arms folded saying impress me prick what do you got i paid fucking $75 for these fucking tickets. This better be good. You know. <laughs> or like I did when I took the wife to the see the white boy reggae band standing there with my arms folded with a fucking scowl on my face because the bass player is not wearing shoes. You know, like just fucking. <laughs> you know? I'm just saying. Um, as a uh, as an art, I see the side of the artist. You want to have a good time. You want to have a good show. You don't want anybody to get hurt. That's the last thing you want is anybody to get hurt. Even if it's a fucking, even if you're a metal band and your fucking pit is violent as fuck. Dude, I've got my lip fucking busted open in a pit at a club. You know what I mean? Like, it happens. People get hurt, especially fucking if there's a pit, if there's an actual mosh pit. You know, and anybody worth their fucking stone doesn't call it a mosh pit. Okay? It's just the pit. Go in the pit. We never out here, at least in the Bay Area, we never called it the mosh pit. That was something that we had to call it to describe it in detail enough for the fucking squares who didn't know what the hell was going on. It was just the pit. You go in the pit. Did you go in the pit? Oh, dude, I was in the pit. I was in the pit all night. Dude, look, look at how sweaty I am. You know? So, fucking... Again, I feel terrible that people got hurt. I feel terrible that people lost their life. Especially at a terrible fucking concert. Um, but at the same time, if you don't know what the fuck you're doing at a show and you're not being respectful for your fellow man, shit's going to get wild. Shit's going to get wild. Um, the wife is still out of town. Um, she's still up in Santa Rosa, so... Her friend up there in Santa Rosa, who she's been staying with, uh, her husband has a weed farm. She sent me some pictures. I seen some fucking trees, dude. Weed trees. I'm excited if if our plants get, you know, four and a half feet, five feet, maybe. You know what I mean? They're up on a flower. They're in a flower bed, so they're up a good maybe foot and a half, and then it gets to the top of the fence. Fence is about six feet, and there's a couple of these plants this year got up over the fence. Pretty exciting. This motherfucker got a farm. Got trees, dude. She I, she sent me a picture of her standing in front of a couple of trees. These things were fucking huge. Trees, dude. And so um, she got an opportunity to do some work, actually, up there. So um, not only did she get to visit her friend, but was able to do some work for uh at the husband's weed farm. Uh so I said, yeah, fucking make some money. Re- relieve some of this stress of me having to fucking do it all by myself. So uh so yeah, she'll she'll be home tomorrow. But with that said, in uh in my laziness as I sit around and not do too much cuz I come home and the time change, it's fucking dark at five o'clock or even before. And, you know, I start, you know, come home and take off my stupid paint clothes and put on the cozies and fucking just 
chill the fuck out and rest. I've been able to rest the last few days. It's been nice. So, but with that resting, start wandering through the old Netflix or or HBO or wherever the fuck and watch. I watched some programs. Watched me some shows. Um, I finished. Uh, well, they uh, the they had the season finale this week of uh, this show on Showtime called American Rust. This is Jeff Daniels. He plays a uh, great series, really good series. Um, I hope they continue it. I hope it signs on for another season so we can see what happens. Because <coughs> it definitely, um, it, um, if they ended the season, if they just did a one season thing, it it would be okay. It ended in a way where i mean you still have questions but there's always questions when a season ends even when they have a fucking like finale finale ending there's always a little question you know you know when sons of anarchy ended you you were still kind of like well what's what's going to happen with the club what what what's, what's going to happen you know uh when um when the shield ended you know you were still like well how you know how vigil anti did fucking uh, Vic Mackey get? Like, what did he do? Like, like what? What, what kind of? You know, what kind of vengeance? You know, what kind of social justice warrior? Or I guess is that? Or that's just a justice warrior. That's not even a social justice warrior. That's straight. You know, trying to trying to get the bad guy in a bad way. You know. Uh, but you had questions, you know what I mean? So, you know, when things end, even when they have a, a, a set finale, there's still questions. This ended in a way where it can kind of still continue and you can, you know, find out what happens. Or it can end right there and you'd be like, oh, shit, that was a kind of cool ending. So um, I just I thought it was a great series. Um, great, uh, uh, great acting, good. Uh, I didn't recognize anybody in it except for uh, Jeff Daniels and... Uh, the woman that plays um, his sort of girlfriend in the thing, because um, she was on, um, she was on ER, I believe, is where I know her from the most, I think. Anyway, um, was it ER? What was that chicken? Anyway, and I and I of course don't know the actress's name, but I've seen her in a bunch of stuff. Um, so that's good, but that led me to uh, when I was flip, flipping through, I saw this thing, and it just caught caught my name because it was called Godless. It was on uh, on Netflix, and uh, this is a western, but it caught my attention because Jeff Daniels is in it, and uh, he plays a leader of a uh, and another series where I didn't recognize any of the uh, actors or actresses that were in it, like. Uh, there was an old Indian woman that I've seen in a bunch of stuff, uh, Native American woman, um, that always plays a Native American woman and, and everything that she's in. Um, I recognize her and, um, speaking of Sons of Anarchy, there was a guy in this that was, uh, one of the Sons of Anarchy guys. He was in this, uh, but Godless on, on Netflix, really, really cool, um, what they call a limited, a limited series. So just uh, uh, on purpose, one season sort of scenario. 
very good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, Western cowboys and shit. People getting shot. The first time you see fucking Jeff Daniels' character, his fucking arms bleeding, and the next time you see him, they fucking cut his goddamn arm off. And then he's carrying it around with him like a weirdo. He's a weirdo in this. He plays a dark dude. And it was cool to see him play. That dude's got some fucking range, dude. I, you know, I've said it many times, like movies and shit, overrated as fuck. I don't give a shit. But I, I can recognize... When somebody's got some talent and somebody does some cool shit. And Jeff Daniels got some fucking range. You know, he was great in, uh, what was that show? Uh, I think it was on HBO uh, where he played the newscaster, like a CNN type of cat. And he fucking, was that called The Network? Or The Newsroom or some shit like that? I don't know. He was great in that. He was fucking hilarious and dumb and dumber. Are you fucking kidding me? That might be the one movie that I have laughed the hardest at. I remember seeing that in the theater, and I fucking, I ended up in the aisle on the floor. Literally fell out of my seat laughing when he fucking, and and it's not the part that you think, okay? It's not the part when he's on the toilet with the fucking diarrhea. That's not the part that fucking made me laugh the most. When he, when, when, when the chick, throws a snowball at him and like playfully just throws a snowball at him and he fucking reaches down packs a snowball and fucking hucks it as hard as he can at point blank range right into her face i fucking cried laughing i fell i fell out of my i was sitting in the aisle i fell out of the chair and i was in the aisle laughing i missed the next Four or five minutes of that movie because I was howling, laughing so hard at the fucking way he decked that chick with the snowball. He fucking threw it as hard as anybody's ever thrown anything. And bow! Right in her face, dude. I fucking was crying. It was so ridiculous. The look on his face when he gets hit. He just, it went from playful, turned into fucking absolute evil. And he fucking nails it. <laughs> it was fucking great. Jeff Daniels is a badass. Uh, so yeah, uh, Godless, a good series on Netflix. What else did I see, uh, watch? I watched a bunch of stuff. Um, and I already lost my notes because I can't remember what I watched. Um, I uh, oh this uh, I mentioned mentioned it on the uh, the the bonus episode. Um, the series, and I might have mentioned it a couple uh, couple of podcasts ago. The series on um, on Showtime uh, was it on Showtime as well? Called Kidding. I'd never seen it before. They only did two seasons. It's Jim Carrey. He plays like um plays like a Mister Rogers type character, where you kind of think he's like super square and doesn't fuck, and you know maybe he's you know secretly gay or something like you know the square as all square can be because he's a fucking children's television host and revered, revered and beloved by everybody as the series goes on. He comes across a, a wide range of characters, and everybody is fucking stoked on him. He has, he's on a fucking the first scene that he's on um, on he's supposed to be on Conan Conan O'Brien, and uh, he's next to fucking 
Daniel Trio, Trio, the fucking the Machete guy, and Trejo, Daniel Trejo. I don't know anybody's name. I'm so fucking stupid. Um, he's sitting, you know, he it's on the panel and and uh, he's got a necklace. He's got like a medallion and it says uh, Pea Hound. And he looks at, oh, Pea Hound. What is that? What is that? And he, you know, Machete doesn't want to tell him what Pea Hound is. It sounds like a fucking Poon Hound, right? Poon fucking Puss Hound. He doesn't want to tell fucking this beloved Mr. Rogers type character whose name in the thing is um, Pickles, Mr. Pickles, Jeff Pickles. Uh, doesn't want to tell Mr. Pickles that he <laughs> stands for Puss Hound. Anyway, so it's a story of a um, very beloved, loving, caring children's television host that starts to uh, have a, a marital problem and it really really starts fucking with him he's got he's you know spoiler alert i'm gonna fucking spill the beans on this whole series uh he's got twin boys there's an accident he loses one of his twin boys and uh, there was two one twins pretty fucking dastardly and the other twin was pretty um uh pretty angel-like and that's the one they lose. And the wife was driving. He's sort of got this pent up anger towards his wife for being in the accident. But it was an accident. It was a fa- faulty uh, signal light. He sort of blames, though, his wife. And, but he's holding it in. It starts to be a strain on the marriage. They end up divorcing. And then he goes down a bad road. And the hilarity ensues. I laughed out loud many, many many times on this show uh his father is like the executive producer director of the show and um and his and his sister is like the puppet master uh props maker she's made all the characters and all the puppets on the show she's fucking out of her fucking tree the the father is bonkers in fact goes bonkers and starts to have dementia um you, it's, it's just a great, great series. Highly recommended. I wish. I mean, they only did two seasons, but it wraps uh, that kind of wrapped up uh, in a way as well. So um, highly recommended. But uh, a new season of Big Mouth started. I fucking almost. I'm like fucking over halfway through that already. But I wasn't paying attention to it like hardcore. And that's another great series. Just filthy, fucking filthy animated teenage fuckery just there's a lot of dick and balls a lot of dick and balls dick balls and puss it's all dick balls and puss cartoon toilet humor and i love it um there's nothing better than cartoon characters swearing that is the best thing ever not the best thing ever it's one of the best things ever is cartoon characters swearing and being filthy fucking gross i love it it's 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 up there with uh it's up there with fucking tortillas which i'll get to uh after ooh i'm that's uh, 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 uh is that a cliffhanger or is it no 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 it's uh, um um uh, f- foreshadowing foreshadowing 
we're going to talk about tortillas. Tortillas. Anyway, um... <laughs> I got, I just, I got a fucking halfway chubbed fucking thinking about tortillas. Um, but yeah, just cartoon character swearing. Fucking brilliant. Uh, but, but the best thing I've ever watched on television, I watched this week. Ten episodes, and you could watch these in an hour. They're super short, little vignettes, little small little skits, little fucking small little things. Two or three an episode. But each episode is only maybe 10 minutes long. So maybe an hour and a half I watched. Man, fuck, I don't even think they're that long. I really feel like I it was like an hour's worth of watching this thing and it was done. Um, and if you have a Roku television or some sort of Roku channel box, and you if you can get the Roku channel, which apparently you can only get if you have one of their devices... Um, Bill Burr has a series that just came out this week called Immoral Compass. Um, he kind of helped develop, he's in it. He's like the guy that's narrating the whole thing. Um, and he plays this fucking character that's, he plays this character that's, it's Bill Burr if he grew up in a fucking trailer park, just fucking Super white trash. He's got a fucking tribal tattoo. It's fucking brilliant. He looks just gross, you know, and um, and he's doing his fucking rants that I've heard half of these rants I've heard him fucking do on his podcast. So I think part of it that they got developed, you know, means you know, like sort of stream of consciousness, and he sort of took from these things to to put him into this show, but um. He's, he teamed up with another guy that wrote all the little episodes. And, oh, my God. Talk about just unexpected sort of uh, setup or setups with unexpected punchline. Dark. Fucking dark, yo. This thing, Immoral Compass, do yourself a favor and check this show out. It is absolutely the best show I've ever seen ever. I'm going to say that. Right now, it's the best show that's ever been on television. It is so fucking good. I howled laughing at every episode. Just twists and turns, dark, just funny, funny, uh, modern, sort of issued fucking, just fucking funny-ass dark humor. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I cannot recommend it enough. Um Immoral Compass. Bill Burr presents Immoral Compass. It was, you know, had this weird 80s sort of vibe to the fucking typeset that was on. It was fucking great. Just fucking great. It was fucking great. And I, I had a real good fucking time. It really hit me in the fucking gonads, if you know what I'm saying. I had a real good fucking laugh. Well, well I, what was that, Scottish? I have no idea. The Scottish accent's a little rougher, right? It's a little bit more rougher. It's got a little, it's a little bit down here. Yeah, and it's it's such an accent that it, that uh, 
If you're doing right, you need a subtitle so you can see what's going on. Like, it's real fucking... It's not like the Irish. The Irish is a little higher. It has similar inflection, but a little a little easier to understand, yeah? It almost sounds like they're asking a question with everything they say. Um, I am terrible at accents. I want to be better. I wish I could be better. But I don't work on this shit. Um, all right, let's get to... Let's do a fucking one of these things. Oh, wow. What did I just listen to? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, every week, your host of the Sean Boyles podcast, who name just happens to be Sean Boyles. How does that fucking even happen? What kind of coincidence is going on here? Um, a lifelong lover of the heavy metal music um each week i react to a song that's on the top of the charts uh top of the billboard hot 100 which more than likely is going to be a pop or hip-hop song some shit that i don't listen to that i don't know nothing about and i want to give my little reaction to the song uh the top fucking shit the top 20 is all songs i've done already not much move. Although, although, at number maybe 15 or 16, somewhere in there, 15, 16, 17, I bugged out as I was flipping through to try to find a song that I hadn't reacted to yet. Um, Michael Jackson's Thriller. Michael Jackson's Thriller is in the top 20 of songs on the Billboard Hot 100 this week. It said re-entry. <laughs> I would assume, I would assume, due to Halloween, that there was a maybe some downloads or some streams of the song in heavy rotation, especially because it's sort of spooky. It's got a, there's a spookiness to that song, Thriller, especially the video. The video was fucking amazing. One of the best videos ever made ever. The special effects were fucking old school, real uh, uh, makeup, special effects, no fucking CGI fucking bullshit. These were humans wearing a lot of latex and fucking plastic and prosthetics and all that shit the way it should be done. Michael Jackson's Thriller is in the top 20. Especially the fucking, the, the, the little uh, spoken part by Vincent Price. Fucking Vincent Price was on hit in 1983, Jack. He was, he was a hot commodity on a record. 82, 83, um, Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast, he does the intro to the song. He's, he, 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 he does that little Bible verse. Well, to you, O Fath and see, for the devil sends the beast with raw, because he knows the time is short. Let him have understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. Its number is 666. Anyway, um, Vincent Price. Vincent Price does that shit. Vincent Price is old school. That's old school horror movie fucking veteran. And he, that number of the beast is 1982. Michael Jackson's Thriller comes out in 83. He probably recorded the part in 82 or somewhere around in there. Hot commodity for recording having the great Vincent Price speak on your album 
I'm way the fuck off topic. We are trying to do reaction of the week. God damn, Sean. I had the day off, so I'm well rested. So I'm just, I hadn't talked to anybody at all, all day today. <laughs> so I'm a little, a little chatty Kathy, maybe. Um, all right, this week's, uh, this week's song. Uh, what the fuck is the name of this band? There's a, um, there's a fucking weird little squibbly, squ- squiggly line over the A. Uh, main, main skin? M-A with a fucking little umlaut on top of it. M-A-N-E-S-K-I-N. Mainskin. Mainskin? Or Maniskin? Maybe it's Maniskin. Um, I don't know. The picture of the band looks... They actually look like a band. Um, What do we got? We got uh, three dudes and a chick. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Anyway, the song's called Beggin' off of an album called Chosen. Let's see what fucking Maniskin or Mainskin or whatever the fuck these guys are called. Let's see what these fuckers are doing over there, eh? Put your loving hand out, baby. Cause I think I know what this song is. Yeah, I've heard this song. God damn it. I've heard this song on like fucking on TikTok videos, right? It's a rock song, right? That's that's some European shit, right? This is not an American band. There's no way. He's kind of rapping right there a little bit, isn't he? Basic ass court I'm finding hard to hold my own. Just can't make it all alone. I'm holding on, I can't fall back. I'm just a call, not your face of black. I'm begging, begging you. 
Alright, I'm begging you to stop fucking this song. Um, Alright, I've heard enough. Anyway, um, what the fuck is that, man? That's some European shit, right? That's European. You don't that that that's not an, uh, that's not homegrown American music. That is American music by way of Europe, especially if there's an umlaut and that fucking you're not Motley Crue, you know, putting an umlaut over the a. What's well, not even an umlaut? It's like just one of them. Umlauts are two dots over a vowel. This has a round circle over the a. What is that fucking? Are they from Sweden? Is this a Swedish band? I'm I'm grateful that there's a rock band out there that's on the charts. That's fucking phenomenal. That's awesome. Speaking of rock bands on the chart, and we'll get to this a little bit later. Actually, after this, we'll go right into this. After this, it makes a good segue. Um, but it sounds forced, right? It sounds forced. You don't sound like that, dude. You don't sound like that. That's not your natural voice. You're doing a voice. You're doing a voice. I, I I I don't feel I don't feel the soul. I don't feel any soulfulness in 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 this endeavor musically. Now I'm judging a band by one fucking song, but that basic ass everybody's done it before chord change, the jank. Basic fucking Basic ass shit. And I don't know. Some loose sounding drums. <laughs> some nice dynamics. Some stops and starts. There's some pizzazz. But <sighs> again, grateful that there's some rock on the fucking charts. Um, but that song's fucking whack. Uh <laughs> Speaking of songs on the charts, um, first time in a long time on the Billboard uh, album charts, the Billboard top, um, the Billboard 200, which is the album charts, uh, Mastodon, this new record that came out last week, is at number 20. So I don't have sound effects to do a fucking round of applause thing like some people have, but goddamn. Mastodon, it's fucking number 20 on the chart. It's fucking amazing. Um, I actually listened to that record today. Um, I enjoy Mastodon. I think they're a great band. I like what they do. I've said it many times. Um, there's many times where they got a fucking pretty good grooving or good just heavy riff, and it gets fucked off by the spazzing drumming of... Um, of uh fuck what's the cat's name D- Dale nah I fuck I can't remember um the drummer for Mastodon's a little spazzy he needs to fucking take it down a couple notches you don't need to fucking play like that all the time um they'd fucking if they had some fucking if they squared it up a little bit it'd fucking have a little uh, be a little fucking have a little more impact in my opinion but uh, I listened to the record today. Apparently, it's a double album. But, you know, it didn't seem like it was any longer than any other album. It was 13 songs, unless it was, unless it was like a part one. Anyway, good. Really good. Um, but the thing with Macedon is that, like, 
there's so much shit going on in the songs. Like, they're really layered. You know, it's two guitar players, bass player, drummer. I think I think everybody in the band sings. I, I think the, the one guitar player I don't think sings. The bass player sings the or used to sing the most. And then one of the, the guitar player with the tattoo on his face that was in, um, I think he was in, I think he had a little small bit part in Game of Thrones just because he looks gnarly. Uh, he was one of the wildlings. Yeah, I think, yeah, he was a wildling. Um, he sings some, but now the drummer is starting to sing a lot more. Uh, and you can tell that's the only time the drums sort of take a, you know, are not as spazzy is when the parts that he's singing. He's got the cleaner, cleaner, uh, like, prettier uh, singing voice. Uh, and so they're... I think hardcore metal fucking guys that just want no you, there's a there's a movement for no clean singing you don't want to hear clean vocals in a song you want fucking ah! you want fucking gross growl grumble and uh um so some they've been criticized for kind of sell you know the, the typical you're selling out you know because it's palatable it's, it, any sort of palatableness pal, palatability is that a word palatability um, I almost sounded smart right there, just using a word like that. Holy shit, I'm scaring myself. Any sort of uh something that's um where the common folk might be into it because of the clean singing, you know, automatically. Ah, so, but I'm not. I I would not say that this band in any way is selling out because of the complexity of the songs and the uh, the complexity in which uh they put these parts together. You know. Every song, everybody's playing something. There's hardly ever a part where, you know, it's just a heavy riff, just you know, chunking out where everybody's playing it the same way at the same time. There's you know, very well orchestrated songs that run the gamut of sort of you know. There's even some kind of rock sounding shit. You know, what people would call post rock. Um, uh, but it because of all that, that nothing sticks in the head. You know what I mean? There's like a, it's just such a barrage of so much happening and a lot of notes and sometimes played really fast. It just kind of just all melts together and nothing really sticks in your head. You're like, Oh shit, that was rad. Like you're constantly going, Oh shit, that's rad. But there's like, it's, it's so relentless. It never lets up. It doesn't give you any time to process or breathe because it's one insanely orchestrated part into another insanely orchestrated part. And it's, it's like, it's just, it's just, just fucking relentless. And it's like, it's overwhelming. There's no breather. You know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's, it's good, but God damn fucking let me catch my fucking breath. You know, you got to, um, you got to give some ebb and flow, you know what I mean? You got to um you got to uh, uh build. I mean, they come out of the gate fucking guns blazing everything at 11, you know what I mean? As far as complexity and density and intricateness in the playing, like everything's at this really high level and it's and it's cool. It's really cool and the musicianship is very high, but at the same time be nice to fucking have it sort of uh uh there's no um there's almost no um tension in release it's almost like all tension all the time you know even tool tool will fucking 
have these complex things. There's a buildup, buildup, and it gets weird, and they get in, they start doing that odd time shit where you know one guy's playing in five and another guy's playing in seven, and they're all off from each other, and then it gets back. You know when they all come back and. It just gets so out and so angular and so out of key and disjointed. Finally, they all lock into a riff and play it the same way at the same time in 4-4 regular time. And it's just a huge release from all this angular tension that they've built and they've built and they've built. And then finally, they just lock into a fucking thing that's straight. And it's, it's fucking awesome. Mastodon's not really doing that. Just everything's complex all the time. There's never any, um, there's no release, you know, at least in fact, and it's so not rememberable that I listened to it earlier and I had it on while I was just kind of chilling around the house, just not really doing, and I was paying attention to it, but all the songs played through and it started back at the top. And I didn't realize that it was another. That was the song that I'd already heard the first song, and I got halfway through it before I realized, oh shit, I've heard all this already. That's how it. That's how non-memorable it is because there's so much going on. Anyway, um, so that's the new Mastodon. I fuck. I don't even remember what it's called. What the fuck's it called? Um, what's the new Mastodon called? Where was I listening? I was listening to it earlier. Um, go back to the. So you have to look it up on the fucking iPad, and the iPad's slow as balls. It was in the search, right? It should be in the search. Come on, you dirty bitch. See, I got fucking old Mastodon songs in my head. Um, Come on. Anyway, fuck it, never mind. This is taking way too long. Oh, I don't have any fucking... I can't get to it. Anyway... What the fuck? All right, you dirty dirties. Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Thank you for checking out the podcast. All that good shit. Uh, hit that donation button on the Anchor app, yo. Help out a fool once, huh? Um, You know, remember the week this week? Um... Uh, where is it? God damn it. I'm why am I having such problems with my things? Oh Jesus. Now you gotta scroll back. Oh, so I was um I was flirting around with an idea for something and as I was so I kinda had a I had a rhythm in my head. And as the day went on, the rhythm turned into a different rhythm. Just because I was like trying to remember this rhythm idea to have something on top of it. And then that rhythm morphed into another thing that is somebody else's thing. And that somebody else's thing is the earworm of the week because that song ended up stuck in my head because I was trying to come up with something else and I ended up copying and I don't remember the original rhythm that I had in my head because it morphed into this rhythm. Um, This band is fucking pretty fucking unique. I think in, 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 um, in the heavy music realm. Um, I'm trying to think how I got turned on to these guys. Um, it might have been through the ear split stuff, maybe. Fuck, I don't even really know. Um, but I do know that my buddies, uh, Kowloon Walled City, did a tour with these guys. And um, the end of the tour ended uh, in Oakland. And they played uh, 
a fucking um, uh, like a fuck. What was the name of that place? It's not. It, they don't not doing shows there anymore. Um, it's basically in like almost the basement of a house, and uh, like kind of like exposed walls and 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 like a kind of like unfinished part of this building it was it felt fit perfect for these guys uh this um fucking i don't remember where they're from they're from back east somewhere uh this band called uh batalis or maybe batalis b-a-t-i-l-l-u-s batalis or batalis i've always called it batalis because it's kind of i don't know sounds more metal batalis but they're uh they're uh, definitely they're metal but there's a real heavy industrial influence to what they do um Singer dude has this fucking uh, this mixer with a bunch of fucking things all connected to this mixer that um, he sort of stands on or in front of and he's turning knobs and shit and making all these wild, crazy sounds. And uh, it just gives and then just the way the drummer sort of plays, especially on this song, thus why the rhythm got stuck in my head. Um, it's very industrial sound. So there's a, a heavy industrial lean to this, you know, very post metal sludgy heavy band. Um, and they're tuned down to fucking Q easily, you know, maybe even fucking W. I don't know. They're tuned down super low, super thick tone. Um, vocals are fucking perfect for this kind of music. Um, and this, like I said, this rhythm got stuck in my head, uh, and you'll hear the rhythm because it's, you know, throughout the whole song, but it's a really, really cool tune. You've never heard anything like this. I guarantee it. This song is called concrete by a band called, uh, Batalis. Um, thank you for checking me out week after week after week. Uh, I got a big uptick on the, uh, the bonus episode. So thank you for that as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the end of the podcast. I appreciate your patronage. Be good. Keep it dirty. I will see you fucksticks next week.
Oh, God.